Hello and welcome to the Chairman's Lounge, a place of grace and privilege. We get to start the war but not fight in it. We get to set the grocery prices but never worry if you can pay them. And if you ever, if ever, you should get caught on a private jet with a guy whose name rhymes with, say, Gregory Pepstein, and you're with a female who's 71 years short of her 85th birthday, all will be well because you are a member of the Chairman's Lounge. Chairman Daniel, uh, hello. Chairman Justin, it's good to be here. Um, where, where are we exactly? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, I mean, we can give a hint here. Last night we were at a political town hall meeting. One that uh, we like to do just recreationally. Yes. We don't earn any, any money of it, but we just like to get every a pe- now and then. Get a pizza. Call a town hall meeting. <laughs> yes. Watch the 730 report. Yes. And then get a, get a bit of a gauge from the audiences to how they thought that 7.30 report. Just be, just for the fun of it. Just for the fun. Because uh, we're in the uh, chairman's lounge of uh, the electoral area of Dunkley. Yes. Because of, uh, there's a by-election coming up. There right? is no suburb called Dunkley. Nope. So I'm a little bit perplexed as to why there is a chairman's lounge called Dunkley. Yeah, yeah. But, but here, it here is. we are. Hey, here hey. it is. Hear that? That's the chairman's lounge. I'm knocking on it. <laughs> it's real. So last night we uh, we, as we said, we got a pizza. We called a town hall meeting. We set, we we set up a uh, we set I up. I thought the garlic bread was very good. It was good, and the big two liter Pepsi. It was always good. The uh, and we got a big screen TV and we watched the seven thirty report. And lo and behold, uh, uh, the the man who was uh, a few days ago called a thug. Peter Dutton was on the 7.30 yeah, report. Give us, uh, he was. Give us, comrade, give me your assessment of... Uh... Well, he was on Wednesday night. Uh, and we need to remember that uh, Jim Chalmers, the Treasurer, was on, on Monday night. On the 7.30 report. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, I think they just call it 7.30 these days, Justin, so let's just drop the report. I like to be a little um, old-fashioned. Albanese, the Prime Minister, was on the Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. And both... Fairly and squarely cro- copped the uh, Sarah Ferguson treatment, mm. as I like to call it. A mm-hmm. um, lot of obnoxious questions, a lot of uh, really good questions, mm. a lot of really a uh, lot of um, uh, curt interruptions. Yeah, pa- yeah, but that's pointed interruptions. That's all part of the yeah. game. That's yeah. all part of the game. You know, when you're going on seven thirty, and Sarah Ferguson is your interviewer. You know you've got to cop that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. It's it's not all massages and lemonade when, yeah. you, when you go on. Yeah, yeah. Hardly. No. Um, so uh, the alternative Prime Minister, Peter Dutton, went on, uh, well, notionally the alternative Prime Minister. He knows how many seats the Teals will pick up in the next parliament. Mm, you know, mm, but uh, that's besides the yeah, point. Good thing. Anyway, um, as you said, called a thug on Monday night by uh, Malcolm. Mm. Wednesday night, Behaving like a thug on national television. <laughs> it was a stra- look. It was a strange performance, and and anybody who didn't watch him on the seven thirty report, seven thirty. Look, I've only just stopped calling this country New Holland, so just give a, give a guy a break here. What uh, what what I think would strike people is he spent a great deal of time taking exception to the questions and saying things like. I'm paraphrasing here. Gee, that's a real ABC kind of question, lefty kind of question, lefty bias, blah blah blah. I've, I've got, I've got the actual okay. yeah, segments or a part of the transcript from last night here. Please. 
Peter Dutton. Uh, well, again, uh, that's a question put by the Labor Party. So I think, as I, I pointed out yesterday, and you would have seen, and Sarah Ferguson, oh, yeah. 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 if I may, I don't want to push back against the characterisation that, that that is a Labor point. The cost of those tax cuts you are going to reinstate is uh, $9, nine billion? Well, uh, there's a remarkable coincidence in the arguments that you uh, are putting. You're putting to me the government's arguments. Oh, let's not argue here. Let's put aside that coincidence. And that's the way you... But it was basically the, the last <laughs> 10 minutes of the 15-minute interview was that. That sort of... Uh, that sort of uh, describing the uh, the ABC is left comparing it to the Guardian. Yes, um, and it makes you makes you think. And whinging, there's a lot of yeah, whinging, a lot of whinging about, about. A lot yeah, of whinging. Yeah. Um, wasn't getting enough credit for only being four points behind in the polls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wasn't getting enough credit for being 20, 20 points behind uh, Albanese in the popularity stakes. Typical ABC left wing bullshit. But what this does show is that. This bloke and the, the Liberals and the Nationals to a lesser extent have such a media protection racket around them. Yes. Mainly through our News Corp, but also through Segments of Nine, usually the shock docs that they speak to in Sydney, that sort of thing. Yep. That this bloke has stepped outside of that protection racket and got on the ABC for 15 minutes and could not hold it together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, and let's let's name some names here. We have uh, Peter Dutton, who would go on Ray Hadley's program on 2GB, goes on every couple of weeks. Uh, I think he used to go on once a week, but he goes on there and, and gets, uh, you know, gets loved up and tugged off. And, and it, you know, it's a gorgeous, you know, half an hour <laughs> that, of... Can you never say that again? Never say, never say to me again, Peter Dutton, Ray Hadley... And tugged off in the same sentence. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm afraid I can't uh, look. I may work with words, but I'm afraid I can't find any other way to uh, describe that segment. So it goes on there, and it's all just you know half volleys outside the off stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 it was last night was well, whenever it was, uh, um, the people. But on seven thirty, was like he was unfamiliar with the interview as a format. Yeah, yeah. But to look at it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because look, I've never been asked a question that I wasn't expecting or, or didn't want to answer. So, so here's my thing, though. So, let's say I'm a political staffer and you are a member of the X party, for example, not not Twitter, but yes. you're, you're you know party X, and you're the leader of that party. If you're going on to uh, a, a politically different sort of program. What's your plan? Well, what's your, well, I'm going to say to you... Plan. Okay. My, look, my plan what's your plan in, in even doing this interview? Why would you bother doing it? My plan is that I'm going on a national program on the ABC, which will have a much bigger audience than uh, the Hadleys of the world, far bigger audience than the Sky After Dark crowd. You're speaking to an ABC uh, uh, audience, and you've got a by-election coming up. My main aim for that interview would be not to come across as a mad c- <laughs> And he had a little bit of the crazy eye thing happening last night as well. Um, and so it's going it's to put the people of Dunkley off, you know, concerned citizens are thinking, okay, well, we're giving Albanese a, a go and we see a fair bit of him because he makes himself available across the place, across the spectrum of media. Um, what, what's this guy like? Well, it turns out What's the guy's just a bit crazy. But, is, and, but isn't the plan is, look, you say, you mentioned uh, uh, Sky and we talked about Ray Hadley. When you go on those programs, you've already got those people. 
Right. Right. The That's pe- right. The people who are going to listen to you on that program, you've got them. They're going to vote for yeah. you. Everything's fine. So you go onto the ABC, you've got the opportunity to speak to people who are further left than you are and to win a few people over. See, yep. if you, you want to... to win... You, if you if you if you were to win elections, yes, you have to win people over. If to win elections, you've got to go and grab people who had no plan at all yes. of voting for you, and they say, you know what, I I heard some thug things about this uh, Peter Dutton guy, and and uh, you know it's mostly you know I heard you know I heard that he uh, when they did the uh, the sorry to the stolen generation that he stormed was out. he stormed out of the parliament. I'd heard these things about him. However, I watched him on that uh, 7.30 show and uh, lo and behold, he's got half a brain in that yeah, bald he's head got a and plan. he's all right. Yeah. He's not bad, that guy. It but is no. But no. <laughs> but it is possible for him to do that, isn't it? Absolutely, it's yeah, possible. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that, um, for instance, Anthony Albanese would have become Prime Minister? I always saw him as you know, an honourable person, but kind of like a, um, a backroom sort of political party hack. He kind of came to the th- um, fore under Gillard's prime yeah, ministership, yeah. where he was the leader of the house and did a did a reasonably did a very good job. Yes, yeah. um, but he was someone that was able to present himself as going from being a, a party room hack to someone who look, looks a little bit prime ministerial, and has been. Oh, that's a stretch. He's lost a lot of weight. That's a stretch. He's got better. He's got wow. better suits. He's got good ties. He's had his hair fixed. He's had his eyebrows done. He's got his teeth fixed. And he speaks slowly. And I think that's really important when you're a leader because if you speak slowly, then it shows that you're in oh, you control. I'd, comrade, you you're know I don't like to disagree with you, but uh, I think describing Anthony Albanese as even remotely prime ministerial is... Uh, no, no, I think he looks prime okay. ministerial. You he, think he's gone there? I'll show you a photo of my arm around him mm. um, uh, with a selfie at Victoria Park during the Community Cup. Yeah. Uh, while he was opposition leader, mm. and he looks like just some ragtag punter with his ass hanging out of his jeans at that point. Yes. You compare that photo now to the way he looks now, he's put in a All big right. effort. Okay. All right. Look, I'm going to... Give the man uh, some credit for a bit of effort. Oh, yeah, we give him a little bit of credit. But uh, So here's a little thing for... Here's a little free advice from the, uh, from the two of us, uh, is if you are ever going to run for office and you're standing in a room full of people who you know already like you. Let's say it's your cousin and your best mate from school, and it's, a I don't know, your girlfriend, uh, your lawyer, your priest, and they're all standing there telling you you're terrific. Yeah. It may not be the whole game. You may have to go out of that room and have a conversation with someone who thinks that you might be a dickhead and you might be a thug uh, and you might be a crazed right-wing bald lunatic. I'm just guessing it's some thoughts that they might have here. Broad brushstrokes you're painting. Popping into my head. You may have to go out of that room, talk to those people and persuade them that come polling day, you're the guy. What are you... uh, You're eating today? uh, um, I know know that you're full of caprichosa, but... uh, that, uh, that garlic bread and the, the capricciosa and the Pepsis, mm. <laughs> it does fill you up. So that's why I've just gone for a little, um, a little nibble here. I'm yeah, just, okay. what do you have? Just having tongue of blue tongue lizard. Uh, they don't actually, the great thing about it is they don't actually kill the lizard, they just remove the tongue. Oh, yeah. And another so, one, is it no, like... No, it's not like a tail, mate. Oh, no. no, no. Once the tongue's dead. gone, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. But, it, but uh, they don't kill it. 
Um, so just, they just let it back off into the wild, where I presume it lives a, a normal life. I well, don't it, it I don't know. I don't know about these things, but that's what they tell me. Look, I'm only guessing here, but if you're a blue tongue lizard and you have no tongue anymore, you would just be a lizard. Uh, when when someone is angle grinding. <laughs> <laughs> when someone's got an angle grinder and they're they're sitting on top of a bit of marble and they're just right down at the ankles of Captain Cook yes. and they're removing the statue of Captain Cook with an angle grinder uh, like Peter Dutton on 7.30 what are they thinking? What's going not, through the sure, mind of I'm not these sure people? Which audience they're, they're paying, playing to? Uh, let me just uh, state while I find the view of a statue with just nothing but um, ankles and uh, feet left amusing, <laughs> I do not approve of, uh, of vandalism um, to, to uh, further your cause, right? Uh, let me just put that right yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is, we're, of course, we're referring to a, a statue of Captain Cook um, in St Kilda. Um, because, of course, Captain Cook was known to frequent the SSB <laughs> uh, every Friday night. <laughs> Uh, I think I, I saw him on Rock Quiz once or twice. I, I think. think I saw him at the Pride March. Uh, 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 the Which you were at? I saw. I was on, at the on, other day on, yeah, on, yeah. The, on the socials. It was good. Um, so the, there was a debate uh, in the City of Port Phillip Council. Uh, I think it was uh, the other evening, deciding whether or not to uh, resurrect the statue of uh, Captain Cook or not. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, they decided yes, we're going oh, to do we're that. We're going to have it. Okay. Yeah. Cook too. Yeah, the I don't know yeah. whether they. I don't know whether they're going to, you know, surround it with uh, razor wire. Whether there's going to be sort of like a Catherine Zeta-Jones laser setup. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Sean Connery at the side saying, Sean Connery. "Clever girl." Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I, my favourite line of Sean Connery's is uh, um, in The Rock, when Nicolas Cage makes it into uh, Alcatraz, and Sean Connery's waiting there, and he goes, "Welcome to The Rock." <laughs> That's besides the point. We're talking about something else. Here. Yes, it's fine. Um, so, uh, my, my favourite is when he says to uh, Sam Neill in the in the submarine, "Give me a ping, Bushley. <laughs> One ping." Billy Connolly used to always say that. Uh, I used to love being uh, greeted by uh, uh, Sean Connery because he used to always say, "Billy, you're a shite for sure, Irish." <laughs> That's besides the point. We're talking about something James else Cook. here. James Cook's ankles. Now, one yeah. councillor said, "Look." Why don't we just put this out for a little bit of community consultation and yep. see whether the, the community, which we represent, wants this up and about or not. But no, they decide not to do that. So they're going to put it back up. The reason I raise it, of course, is because all of this does absolutely fuck all to in address Indigenous disadvantage. Yep. 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 And we had uh, the Productivity Commission this week come out with its annual report on closing the gap. And it's basically stating that we are further away from closing the gap around, across a range of indicators. And on top of that, we're less equipped to close the gap than we've ever been. And you think of these it's things... It's a sad... Think, it's a, a very sad, sad old document. read, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The, the report reads, most critically, the agreement requires government decision makers to accept that they do not know what is best for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Now... Only if there was a constitutionally enshrined body that could give advice and <laughs> time to the parliament and executive wow. government on these matters. What a plan. Uh, maybe that would go some way to putting in the structures that you need to change the culture. So you, 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 you change the structures and you change culture and then hopefully you get better outcomes. That's never more important for things like, of course, uh, uh, First Nations, people's um, uh, 
uh, involvement with, with the justice system. You know, we, we are locked up at a, at a greater rate, the most incarcerated people in the Western world. Um, a coronal inquest happening as we speak uh, down in uh, South Bank into the death of a 32-year-old uh, uh, Yorta Yorta, Gunnar Kunal man, uh, jo- uh, Joshua Kerr. Died in 2022, uh, was seen unresponsive in his cell for 17 minutes and yep. um, refused any sort of uh, advice, um, refused any sort of medical treatment until a SWAT team was um, enabled to, to go into his cell. Um, that keeps happening year in, year out, yeah. almost month in, month out, when, when it's really bad. Um, but that closing the gap report from the Productivity Commission says that we are, we are further away from closing the gap than we've ever really been. And all the flim-flammery around Captain Cook and Australia Day and changing the date, that's culture war stuff. We're fucking actually nowhere near dealing with the real stuff. And that's where the real problem is. And the thought of being in, in the year 2024, after we've had uh, national apologies, um, and, and even, dare I say, I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, even after we've had things like uh, icons like Cathy Freeman, mm-hmm. um, and we've paid attention. There's no, no shortage of Indigenous role models there. And, and after everything that we now know, and then we had a referendum last year, which was a total sham, but you would never have thought, honestly, if you go back to, say, 2005, you would never th- have thought... You would have trajectory. If you had a thought in the year 2024, someone like you would be at a microphone... Uh, saying that we've never been further away it makes you want to uh, makes you want to weep. Yeah, it's it's a very very sad state of affairs because um, it's it's the truth. We 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 don't have any sort of movement towards a, a national treaty. A national treaty would be years and years in the in the works. Um, and, and again, it's now further back because further of last back, year. Because back. of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we have uh, and. The amazing thing about this uh, whole uh, Productivity Commission report and the government's response to it, the government's saying, yes, we do need to change the structures, and then a big lengthy statements about it, but nothing, do not mention the voice. You know, mm. it's like Basil Faulty. You yeah, know, yeah. mentioned it once, yeah, and yeah. I think he got away with it. But do not mention the voice, do not mention what you're actually going to do to change these structures that impact First Nations people. Um, the report says, you know, governments crap at making decisions on behalf of First Nations people. You need to have structures in place that enable First Nations people to make decisions for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And after last year, and after all the bullshit around uh, the ongoing tiresome culture wars, yep. we are never, never been further away from any of it. And I also say, you know, people with the angle grinder, there's a couple of really good books about James Cook that you can read. You know, if, you, if you're interested, uh, Rob Mundell uh, right. is, a, is a, uh, a Sydney writer who's ter- wrote an excellent book on James Cook about how he was a lad. I'm not saying he did everything wrong. I'm not saying he did everything right. But for fuck's sake, grab a book. And have a little read, and leave the Mona Lisa alone. Did you know the Mona Lisa has uh, now uh, been attacked? Covered in soup. <laughs> nine times. The Mona Lisa has been tack, uh, attacked since 1956. Did you know that? You know that, um, and this is true, right? The the the, the vehicle I'm about to to refer to. Please. Um, every time I see the Mona Lisa attack, it makes me want to go out and buy a big horn, which is actually a car that is available here in Australia 
from the makers. Uh, the maker is Ram. The and horn. The, and the car is called, no, not the horn. Not the The horn. big horn. The big <laughs> Sorry. Can you imagine? Uh, I think I can. So what are you driving at the moment, mate? What are you driving at the moment, Trevor? Oh, I just picked myself up. Um, I, I rode in on a big horn. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about the, uh, the, the government's moves to put fuel standards in, but that's, that's for another day. Don't, uh, if you are in the seat of, uh, of Dunkley, uh, don't forget to vote. Uh, I know you won't, uh, and uh, because you're going to hear a hell of a lot about it before this whole shebang is over. And if you haven't watched the 7.30 show that used to be a report, in fact, I used to like it when they used to call it a report, and I don't even know why they fucking dropped it. But anyway, as we say goodbye uh, to the Chairman's Lounge, Dunkley, uh, comrade, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have been produced by the Content Engine. They never forget to vote, and they are the podcast and video content specialists. Great storytellers and lifetime members of every Chairman's Lounge in the world. Send us an email, please, live from the Chairman's Lounge at gmail.com.